Today, we're speaking with Crystal Dennison, the executive director for Nanaimo Ladysmith Schools Foundation. She does amazing work. Stay tuned and you'll find out exactly what she does. This is NLPS Ed Talks, a podcast brought to you by Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools. I'm Dale Burgos, the Executive Director of Communications, and I'll be sharing conversations with students, staff, and friends of the district. We'll learn, we'll laugh, we may cry, but most importantly, we'll share the unique stories of individuals that work and play in our school system. Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools is one of many school districts in British Columbia, Canada, and is centrally located in one of the most beautiful places in the world, Vancouver Island. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Crystal. Welcome to NLPS Ed Talks. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for having me on a sunny Friday afternoon. Sunny Friday afternoon is right. Uh, it is November, uh, even though this this podcast can play forever and ever, but um, we actually got some sun in November. No rain. Yeah, it's beautiful out there today. It is beautiful. Okay, let's do a quick introduction, okay? Right. Crystal Dennison, what do you do? What is, what is your title? Um, my official title is uh, Executive Director of the Nanaimo Ladysmith Schools Foundation, as well as Manager of Scholarship and bursaries for the district. Okay, let's break down the position just a little bit here. It's a long position uh, title, just just like mine. Uh, what exactly do you do on on a daily basis? What are what are the items? Well, the two main sort of functions um, that I'm in, uh, responsible for is managing the scholarships and bursaries programs for all of the graduating students for the district high schools, um, and then uh, in addition to that, I'm responsible for the oversight of all of the function of the foundation with regard to student support programs and inherent enhanced learning initiatives that the foundation provides to the district. Excellent. I'm fortunate enough to sit uh, with your board uh, once a month and we get to chat about the great things that are happening in the foundation and uh, I get to see firsthand of all the good work that's that's going on by the foundation and and I commend you. Uh, you do good work. Uh, we love having you and we're very lucky to have you. Um, so so let's let's chat a little bit. Let's let's break it down even further here and um, the position years and years ago here in here in the district started out more as a scholarship bursary, correct? That's correct. Yes, it was back in the day when NDSS uh, Nanaimo District Secondary was the only high school for graduating students, grade eleven and twelves, and so it was a at that time it was an awards. They had an awards committee, and um, it was handled originally through teachers and counselors, and then okay. there ended up um, becoming a position attached to taking care of that portfolio. Okay. Do you have an idea what the dollars were back then? And let's compare it to the dollars now. Would you happen to know that? I don't know originally how okay. far. I, uh, what I can say, though, is it's grown exponentially over the last number of years. And yes. even since um, since like recent history, I graduated from this district in 1985. Wow. And uh, so looking back through the records from 85 till now, there's been a, a definite increase in the number of um, awards and bursaries uh, and scholarships that are provided and as well dollar-wise, obviously, it's a lot more than it was back then. So Can, can we share some dollar numbers? Well, right now, uh, I don't know for 2019. 2018, we had over 440 awards that went out, valued at over $360,000. Wow. And that's all money that's generated through community, um, through businesses, service organizations, individuals, memorial awards. Um, and in addition to that, we also, our office is responsible for the oversight of the ministry uh, district authority scholarship. So we administer that program as well. So that brought in another $156,000 into the district for students that are graduating and moving on to post-secondary. So in total, it was well over half a million dollars to our, um, to our students. 
That is fantastic. And we're on, That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's huge. And we're on we're on track for uh, that and more for 2019. So we're busy putting our scholarship booklet together right now and sending out all of the um, the records to all of our donors, which you know we can't say enough about the community support behind that initiative. That's right. You do have a lot of people that do donate support. Uh, I, I've met many of them, and, mm-hmm. and local businesses or families uh, who have these scholarships, uh, and, and I think it's fantastic, right? It's it's giving these students, um, I think, a, a leg up when they mm-hmm. go into post secondary. I mean, those those funds are are, are helpful. So. Uh, maybe some examples of maybe some of the ones that you've seen. Let's let's just talk about maybe uh, from one end to the other. What what kind of students receive awards? Well, we sort of look at three different areas. We have awards which are provided to students that excel in things like athletics or fine arts, um, drama, music, those types of programs, as well as community service. So our Rotary clubs tend to like they support um, some awards for students that have sort of shone in their community in their community or in their sort of chosen activity. Scholarships are typically for students that excel academically. So students that are top math, top science students that are pursuing sort of, you know, uh, professional uh, academic studies. And then there's bursaries. And this is a big one in an area that we're looking to um, to grow over the next several years. Bursaries are provided to students who have also done really well in school, who have excelled, have been good community, you know, good citizens, have worked hard, but have financial need. You know, one in four students in this district currently are, are living in poverty. And so, you know, having a student graduate is one thing, but being able to have that um, added incentive that, you know, with a little bit support from community, that there's a possibility that even though their family has financial um, restrictions from um, allowing them to go on to school, that we're able to provide that added little bit of support. So those are the sort of the three areas. There's a little bit of overlap. Sometimes there's multiple criteria. We have, you know, somebody that's uh, um, going on to engineering but has been involved in their community. We also have service groups that direct for students that have been involved with their cause. So the Nanaimo Regional General Hospital Auxiliary, they provide for students that have been junior volunteers pursuing an education in something to do with the healthcare field. So they can be very specific or they can be more general. Um, One of the things that we're looking at is expanding the portfolio of students that are those hardworking students that it's not so um, specific to what career they're choosing, just getting on to post-secondary, whether it's a trade. That's one of the other areas that we support, students that are going on to vocational training. So it doesn't have to just be academic studies. Okay. So something for everyone. Um, there's some gaps that we're looking at. And so, you know, we are always looking to the community and businesses and um, individuals to help us to continue to grow the portfolio so that no student um, worthy of receiving an award is overlooked. You're right. That's true. And and so that's the one side of it. Scholarships and bursaries, helping all those students out. You mentioned those students who uh, may not have that um, uh, financial means that, that maybe some other families do. Uh, so let's touch a little bit about that because that's not the only thing that the foundation does. There's also the supports for, for other students as well. Oh, that's correct. So yes, you asked earlier about the history and the, how the origin of the organization started and um, what's happened over the last several years is the um, the organization went from an award society, which is sort of just focused on awards and bursaries, to becoming more of a um, 
uh, we're now a registered charity. We have a board of directors that has oversight of the organization. And we have really stepped in to try and provide services and supports for students who are um, not in the same situations of students that have everything provided for them. So we're able to provide the basic needs of a student that's um, attending school. Every student from kindergarten to grade 12 has equal opportunity to access services through the foundation or supports through the foundation. So some of the things that we started out with were school supplies. Uh, last year alone, we had 900 students that received school supplies through the foundation. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, how do you expect a child to show up in school if they don't have, you know, or to do well when they don't have the basics to actually, you know, sit next to their, their uh, peers and, and have the school supplies that they need? So we're able to take care of that for the students. And it's, it's done in a way that's um, available right through the schools. So the families um, can access the services right through their, right through their office. And right. we work directly with school staff at every school, right from K to 12. Um, some of the other areas, are, of course, are, are the basic supports. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the school supplies. You, so you mentioned about 900 students. Uh, to give it some perspective, uh, the district's enrollment for this year is, is just over 14,000. Uh, that's, that's a considerable amount of students that you know of mm -hmm. um, that needs that support. And these are the mm -hmm. parents or the guardians that come out to you and say, I, I need your help. But there might be many, many more that Oh, that there's lots. Know, right? I think there's lots yes. that we don't, we're not even touching. We're just scratching the surface of the need. That's right, yeah. because you did mention, so one in four, so 25% mm -hmm. of families or children uh, and families in the districts mm -hmm. uh, live in poverty. And that's that's, that's a huge. high, high number. But the work that you're doing is fantastic because you are helping uh, with that. And um, not only just with school supplies, uh, but there's also um, help with meals as well. Yeah, meals. Yes. Um, one of the things that we're, I'm, I, my background has been in food security and I've been living in this community. I grew up in the community. I grew up down the road from here. I went to this high school. Uh, I went to NDSS high school and graduated. And um, so I'm so thrilled to be able to be working directly supporting the students that need it the most. And so one of the things that I'm very passionate about and the foundation also really gets behind is food for students. And so uh, we're very fortunate to partner with Breakfast Clubs of Canada um, and provide uh, support for breakfasts amongst, uh, along with for a lot of students, a lot of schools um, are receiving the support. We've changed things up a little bit this year and it's interesting how um, it's taking off. Um, we kind of came up with a a uh, way of changing the way that we're distributing food and resources and to really be able to stretch our dollars. Um, like I said, we partner with Breakfast Clubs of Canada and we've started to work with Loaves and Fishes with our local food bank and, and implementing a bit of a food recovery um, uh, procurement program. So we're able to access food directly from the food bank and other suppliers. So we've received donations of Danone yogurt, um, uh, Mott's apple sauces. We've got eggs from the BC Egg Farmers of, or pardon me, the Egg Farmers of Canada. They just came the other day. We got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dozens of awesome. eggs that we're able to of coupons to be able to provide for the schools. So what we're doing basically essentially is providing a shopping and procurement program for the schools. So we're able to um, take some of the pressure off the staff that are already really taxed. You know, we were seeing that staff were running around shopping, trying to 
buy their groceries to run these breakfast programs and without the you know without the means to really do it so we're able to provide um, provide that service and last year 2017 2018 there was 60,000 breakfasts that the foundation was instrumental in providing 60,000 60, unbelievable yeah Such so currently work. we have about 500 and I think about 540 560 students um, that are attending a breakfast free breakfast program weekly Every day, it's provided Monday to Friday. It's free for students to to attend. Not every school has it. Our goal is to continue to, um, you know, generate more revenue so that we can actually provide that same service at all, all schools. That is that is impressive, and and you're right because there are other schools that that do need that support as well. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you have some of these stories, and I'm going to share something with you as well. And it wasn't anything specific to do with any student, but I've heard stories about how. Uh, these meals uh, that the students get, these breakfasts, may be the only meal that they get in that day, uh, and and that's shocking for a lot of us. But um, I mean, when you when you look at the numbers, uh, it's maybe not a surprise for 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 many, and 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 something that uh, you know you're doing your part in helping out. But I, I mean, I got to tell you, when when I hear stories about that being the only meal that the child has, I mean, how, how does that how does that go? How does that feel? Well, obviously, it feels really terrible. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, on the flip side of that, I think we really try and focus on how do we do more um, to, to change that situation so students, then when they are coming to school, that there is something there for them to have during yes. their school day. And, um, you know, I've attended several different programs through the years since I've been with the district, and, um, you know, it breaks my heart to see these little ones especially, the little ones that are coming to school with bedhead that are, right. you know, you know that the families are doing the best to, that they can for their children. And, and sometimes we as a community need to come together and make sure that that child is supported. Yes. And um, yeah, and we know the statistics are, are there. We all know that a student on a hungry tummy cannot learn in the same way that somebody that's adequately nourished can. It's just, it's just a given. And, um, you know, it's hard enough for teachers right now to have a classroom full of students and engage them in learning. But when they're hungry, they can't concentrate. There's behavioral issues that come up. Kids are not coming to school because they're, you know, they just, they're sicker. Uh, we know that statistically, I mean, children get sick. We all do. If you're not, if you don't have proper nutrition, there's sickness right. and, and, um, it's just that much more difficult for a student to get through school and to be successful if they're not nourished. Okay. And yeah. Okay. So, so then tell us what, what is, what is it that we can do to, to help you out, help the foundation out? Well, I think it's just, you know, one of the, the key ways is we're looking, always looking for community partners. So whether it's an individual who has a, has a, um, a vested interest in, in seeing children be successful in, in school or corporations, businesses, uh, whether it's time, money, or other resources, shared knowledge, we're happy to engage in any conversation um, for the betterment of, of the students. I agree. I, th yeah. I think that's I think that's a, a great a great start, and it has been working. And and like yeah. you said, it's been growing. Uh, we'll we'll continue to do so. Now, um, let, let's let, 
you know, let's go back a little bit here and maybe let's just talk about you, Crystal. Uh, some of your history here. Like I mentioned, you've been here for the better part of four years. Yeah, January, it'll be four years already. Four years, exactly. Now, uh, let's go back before that. What What is your history? You mentioned that you are a product of, of Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools. Um, but what did you do before you uh, came and worked for the district? Um, well, my background, um, prior to that, I worked 10 years in a food security organization in Nanaimo. So I've, I've been in this community working in community for a very long time and I have a real strong passion for sort of providing equal opportunity for our community and I that's you know my background is administration and finance and um, somehow it's just kind of morphed I think into I became um, really involved in community service work I worked for Nanaimo Youth Services prior to that and I got involved in grant writing and um so it was a natural fit coming through that and, and coming into the district and um, being able to use my skill set now. I feel so fortunate. I feel like I've got cream of the crop job in this city. And um, to be able to work in the community and give back in the way that I'm able to do that with so many amazing partners with the district, with you know com- funders and community members and my board of directors and volunteers, it's just been absolutely spectacular. So... Um, yeah, so I'm really thrilled that I'm able to to do the work that I am in the community. And I feel like I'm just getting started. I feel like the foundation is at a pivotal point right now where we've got some very exciting things going on. And so I'm I'm looking forward to what the future holds. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And and they did make the right choice when they when they Aww. took you on. I think I, and I'm and I'm glad that you had chosen to come and work uh, for for the foundation because it has been, uh, like I said, just just been amazing and, and amazing to work alongside you. Um, what do you like to do in your off time? Oh, wow. I love to be outside. I think yes. that's the number one thing. I love to be outside. Rain, shine, it doesn't matter. I prefer the sunshine, but I'll, I'll take anything. <laughs> um, living here on the beautiful West Coast, I yeah, I love to be outside in the trees. I've taken up running over the last few years, and I work out, and I, I love to spend time with my family and friends and socialize and, and also kick back at home with a book and a cup of tea in the evenings with my husband and my family. So, um yeah, there's lots love there's it. there's lots to see and do in this on this you know in our own community and You're yet right. I still love to travel. So um, Where's your favorite place? To travel? Yeah. Ooh, so far? Where ha- yeah, where has probably, it been? Probably I would say probably Thailand was what was highlight for oh. me. I was in Thailand a couple Jealous. of years ago and it was incredible. Yeah, just the people and the food and the scenery and the and the culture, it was beautiful. So Bali's on my list next, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. I love it. Now, uh, before we go, there's 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 a whole bunch of things that uh, you also host in the, in the community. And there's one coming up soon. Uh, mind you, it depends on when somebody's listening to this. However, uh, there have been some fairs that, uh, that uh, you put together. So maybe tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, we are really fortunate to... Um, to, we've created uh, home what they, homemade for the holidays. So it was a Christmas annual Christmas uh, artisan craft market this year in 2018. We're going to be hosting it December 7th and 8th at NDSS Gymnasiums. We'll also be doing Hello Spring, another market in the spring. That one will be in May. So stay tuned for the dates for that. We have partnered with local um, local business owners, small business owners who hand make their products. So we have everything from jewelry to 
body products and sewing and uh, face products, all sorts of really artwork, just amazing, beautiful stuff. We have over 90 vendors that attend the event. Um, it's by donation. Uh, $2 is sort of a uh, suggested donation at the door, and all proceeds go to our student support fund, so they go directly into these supports that we talked about earlier. So it'll feed a child or it'll buy a pair of running shoes for a student who needs it. And so we encourage lots of people to come out. It's a great event. I have been. I've been to all of them so far, and fantastic. I, I always walk away with with uh, a lot more than I expected, yeah, exactly. but it, it's all good stuff because it is all local. I mean, it's 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 made uh, good quality. It's fun. It's, it's, it's a good time. It is. It's a great opportunity to sort of showcase some of our local talent. We've, uh, we're also encouraging some of the student artisans, the students, you know, uh, as we move forward with this idea, we'd like to invite our um, the art teachers to have a table with some of their students' That'd wares or pottery or those types of things and make it a, a student showcase as well. So it's been a fun way to, you know, to raise a little bit of money for such an important cause, but it's also a great way to, um, you know, show what we do as a foundation and to meet and greet and to support our local vendors. And yeah, overall, it's just a fantastic event. I love it. Okay, so next steps now for the foundation. Uh, Maybe some goals that you'd like to share with us at this time? Yeah, we're moving into um, a new fundraising, some new fundraising ideas. We're looking at um, a planned giving campaign, and we've got a corporate, um, some corporate presentations that we're putting together. We've got some goals. I have some goals for as far as um, communication things. So a new website over uh, overhaul, and we've over the last couple of years we've switched over to having an online scholarship platform. So this year will be phase three and looking at building in the reporting. So it It'll just generate all the reports that much easier. Great. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Well, uh, what about contact information? So if somebody wants to get a hold of the foundation, how do they do that? Well, several ways. They can phone us at 250-753-4074. They can stop by our office at 355 Wake Asaya. We're in behind NDSS High School. Um, or we have a website, www.nlsf.ca, and of course, Facebook and Instagram, you can find us there as well. <laughs> and um, I'd just like to say to Dale, thank you so much for giving us the, me the opportunity to share a little bit about what we do, and that we welcome any ideas, suggestions, and people that are interested in sharing their resources, whether it's time, money, energy, or ideas, I would love to hear from them. So I look forward to um, seeing what the future holds. Well, is our pleasure to have you here. Crystal Dennison, Executive Director of Nanaimo Lady Smith Schools Foundation. Thank you so much for coming. It was an amazing time to always sit down and chat with you. Uh, this, this is no exemption. It looks like there's going to be some great things coming from you. Thank you for joining us on NLPS TED Talks. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you.